Hello viewers, welcome to a special edition of the Illuminated Show in alliance with In Christ Shield Evangelism Outreach. With you here is your preferred host, Ola Inka Sharon Oluwa Fermi. Yeah, that's me. A bonus feature on today's edition is that I get to unveil my studio name at the end of the show. Before we proceed, this show is proudly sponsored by Jerry Barnabas Production, your best guru in mixing, mastering, and event production. This show is themed the balance under the sessional colloquy titled What is God Saying? which is anchored by In Christ Shield every 12th day of the month on various audio platforms like Spotify, Anchor FM, Google Podcasts, MixLR, and others. So today with me, I have three amazing guests that will be sharing their experience and opinions with us on how to balance the main seven aspects of our lives, that is spiritual, financial, social, physical, mental, family, and academic. As you listen to their stories, you notice in different stages of their lives as young Christians, they've tried to juggle this aspect together by their own ability, but later realized that separating this aspect of our essence as human is nearly impossible, except one goes through a total rebrand and enlightenment. Personally, they've developed amazing techniques in which they used to balance it in a suitable way. And today, we'll be asking them to share with us, while I also ask those intriguing questions we've always had at the back of our minds as young Christians. I will be my guest after the short break. Ladies and gentlemen, allow me to introduce my guest to you. Here with me is an incredible lover of Christ, an amazing media personnel who has anchored various enlightening podcasts, Oluwa Guno Enyola. Hi, thank you for having me here. It's a pleasure to be on this show. How do you feel knowing greatly that you've impacted lives with your podcasts? I feel good. I feel happy knowing that I can be a channel of blessing to others. Amazing. On my left here is a moral positive influencer of indelible marks in the life of those around him with motivating words and a good act. And that's not all, he shows his impact even as the current governor of class 24 in the Faculty of Law, University of Lagos, Farumbi Uluwashe. I would say it's a very privilege to be here. Thank you very much for having me on the show. You are welcome. And finally, guys, I'm so excited to introduce to you. A leading figure in his field as the current president of RCCG Chosen Generation Teens Church, who has conveyed a lot of youth for fire branded youth programs. Ola Iwola, Uluwatsu Biloba. You are welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> it's a great pleasure to have you all here. Talking about the seven factors I mentioned earlier, 
I've thought about how round the rim of my room would be if the seven factors were spoke. You know what spokes are? Mm-hmm. So there are clearly times in my life when my you know, that give me a very, very tough ride, but that wasn't feasible because I realized on the physical facet only. So today I'll be asking you guys amazing questions while we discuss and give your views about it. So how do you stay balanced in those struggling times? Okay. So um for me, I'll like to define balance first. And balance can be defined as the even distribution of weight in order enabling someone to maintain steadiness. So for me now, for me to maintain balance in my life or to manage my life, I would have to pray. I pray personally. See, if I do not pray, I do not charge myself, which means my life can be chaotic. So praying is a form for me to charge myself, communicate with God in order for me to stay balanced in life. I agree on the praying part, but definitely you have to have other things doing because even the Bible says that not start doing business, parents and spirit serve the Lord. So you do not just pray, you have to do other things that's going to make it you know perfect, like doing a list, a mental list of how you want your priorities to be, you know, arranging them in other importance. So you know the ones that you attend to, not doing the less important ones before the ones that you're supposed to do, you know, putting the academics before the social, those um, priorities that you know that should be placed perfectly and also you can do a timetable like me I do daily timetable because I know how my day usually goes but for some people their day is not usually planned well so you can just do weekly timetables and those little, little factors help to make your balance well so Shalom are you saying that the spiritual doesn't affect the physical no definitely the spiritual affects the physical but there are some cases where it does not for example when you um, pray to God for provision for a physical need. Your spiritual is affecting your physical in that aspect because God provides your need and your need is physical. Yeah. Your spiritual is affecting physical. But there are some principles guiding nature that um, it's not about praying, it just follows each other. For example, you know, the principle of sowing and reaping. You don't just pray that God, I want to reap mango. When is the mango tree? Definitely, according to the principle of sowing and reaping, you will reap mangoes from the yes. mango tree. So that's why we see that some people that are even unbelievers. When they study hard, because they're following the principle of working hard, they succeed definitely without even praying. Yeah. And that's because they're following the principle, the perfect principle that when you work hard, you definitely succeed. So as believers, we have the leverage that we have spirituality. And so if we follow the principle and then we back it up with God, everything will be balanced. And then our academic, physical, spiritual will be in perfect symphony. Wow, that's amazing. Thank you very much, Shalom. So Shay. As a student, what's the first step you take when you have a financial breakdown? Okay, so um, by financial breakdown, you mean um, the serious inability to purchase? Yes. That's in the top one. Alright, so um, basically, um, everything boils down to your source, you know. We are not just, we need we, we just come into existence, we are from the source. And it's very pertinent that we constantly stay connected to that source so as to get all we need in life. Okay, the book of Hebrews chapter 13 verse 5 says, casting all your cares on him, for he cared for you. So at that point in time where it seems as though you have no money or you have little um, or no financial resources, you need to go back to God and ask him to help you. And also it's very, very key know the kind of person to surround yourself with. Mm-hmm. I was at an event the other day and somebody said, if you need 300,000 around the spot and your friends cannot like rally around to raise that money for you, then you need to like change 
set of friends. So it's very important to surround yourself with people that can actually help you. No, not like you are um, um, a liability to say no, but at um, a lot of the time where you sincerely need that help, you need to have persons around you. Kind of, so I would say God and also friends yeah, and family too. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, can I add? Yeah, so, so um, when you are, when you're saying financial data, you are broke. That's yeah. Yes. So that means that you shouldn't lie to yourself in the first place because some people still lie to yourself, okay, probably something will come, come up and I'll be having that money back. So the things you should do is do not lie to yourself. Retool yourself. Put skills in yourself to make money. So there are things you can do to make more money. Ask for help, like you said. When you are broke, don't push people away. There's a reason why God puts people in your lives. Mm -hmm. Take advantage of it. That's it. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Amazing. So we need friends, we need God, and we need to learn skills. Wow. So, Toby, if 10% do a certain thing that you don't like, what's your resolve on it? If 10% do a certain thing? Yes, that you don't like at all, that you think, ah, what's this? It's bad. Well, as a Christian, I mean, it's time for it's up to me to enlighten them on why I feel this wrong. So, if I, if I say that they are doing something, they are probably smoking, or they are doing something I don't like, as you said. As a Christian, I'm responsible for their faith. I'm responsible for them. I'm responsible for everyone because I am a shining light in order for me to disciple the sheep. So, I'll have to like make an approach there and say, look, hello, you know, what you are doing, I mean, I see why you are doing it, but. Bible says so you have to have a spiritual backing when you are giving them those reasons. So anytime you see something that is wrong, I just believe that you should, you know, as a Christian, you talk to them, you meet them, you deal with them, you just admonish them, basically. That's it for me. So you are saying it's not about the population, like you should have a lot of people doing this thing. That means it's not right. Yeah, I mean when even if it's trending. Even, even if it's trending, I mean, this quantum thing was trending now. That Christians are always saying quantum for me, quantum yes. So I mean, it doesn't make any sense to to be honest. Even if they're doing, I mean, you should give them. You are there's there there are certain levels of grace that people attend. So you are prepared to have the, get to this certain level of grace and understand it. So it's up to you to share it with them. That's it. Okay. So she. Well, I personally feel that. Um, even the Bible also tells us that we are staying in the kid and papa, so, yeah. so that something is popular does not mean it's right. Yes. You know, that something that everyone is doing does not mean you should double into it. So I think it's up to us as Christians to stand out. And you know, there's something that comes with being different. Mm -hmm. Like when everyone around you seems to be doing something and you are doing something, that makes you unique, that makes you special, that makes you different from others. Mm -hmm. Somehow, somewhere, Somehow, some persons are looking up to like some persons deep, deep within them Definitely. want to be like, oh, they are not pleased with doing what, what they do. When they see your light, when they see your life, they tend to, to want to be like, and you know, in in sooner than later, they would want to come to that realization and you know, all those things. And... So, yeah, so at least, so that means you are a light that is shining for people to see, and you are the Bible people in it. Wow, that's a very good quote. Mm -hmm. You are a light that is shining for people to see and the Bible that people need as well. So the final question for this session is So if your family's doctrine contradicts yours, what should you do? Shalom. Okay. 
it's not easy um, having a belief that is different from your family because that's your background, that's where you grew up. For you to get to a point in life that you begin to see that the doctrine you have is different from your family, so definitely some awareness has come upon you. And you have to have the backing to be sure that you know, you're not taking the wrong path just because your doctrine is different from theirs. You have to be sure that what you believe in is the truth and not the other way around. So that you will not just go against your family for something that's wrong. So that's what I believe. Your resolve should stay strong. When you realize that it's actually the truth and you have to resolve to stay strong on it. You don't back down from what you already stated and you can even go ahead to tell your family about it. You know, see their own views on why they think that doctrine is like that. You know, give opposing views and talk about it. Who knows? They can actually convert and become... Really? Yeah. So, in a situation whereby your family's religion is totally different and it's threatening for you to tell them about it, you know what that sounds like now? So what do you advise such person to do? So that's just using Islam and Christianity because that's a popular one where your own religion differs from your family's own. So I had a friend that grew up in an Islamic home but then she came for a camp and she changed, she converted and her parents were not even aware that she came for that camp. So by the time she converted, it was really hard persecution and all because they didn't like the idea of that. And she had to come to the church because the church actually has you know, um, centers for those kind of things. And she just came to the church, and tried reaching her parents, though it wasn't really successful. But at least to a level, she has been able to um, detach from those beliefs that she grew up in. And now I'm to Amazing. Well, for me, child, my parents are Muslim. Wow. <laughs> my parents are Muslim. So, he coming into the world, yeah, I started going to church, and I can't remember ever stepping into a mosque. So, and, I mean, I have a Muslim name anyway, so I will share that. Okay. <laughs> so, how was it like? Well, I remember I want to go to church, I want to go to church. Sometimes they wouldn't want to go to church, like, like months, weeks. But I have to like step up to them and I always want to go to church. I don't know, I don't know what used to attract me to go to church. Probably it was my friends or the teachers or me being in the church. So from then, I was going to church, going to church, and I, I don't know, I think I was not pulling them along with me. Wow. So they now come back along with me. Too. So for all these things are coming Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so finally, we come to the end of this first session, and we'll be going to the flashcard session after the short break.
Alright guys, we are back. This is the flashcard session and our guests have picked their questions and will be giving us opinions on it. So who is starting first? I'll start first. I'll start first. Okay, one number. Two. Okay. As a Christian, if a person is a bad influence to you, should you save yourself from falling prey or still attempt to save such person? You save yourself. You first save yourself, you jack back and come back. Ah, but the truth is not about you now. I know, you I'm I'm getting there. So, I mean, I believe that you should save yourself first. So when you, Because when you save yourself, you are saving yourself from a whole lot of stress. So you are saving yourself from destruction at that moment. So when you run away, when you jack my and you save yourself, you you get to, you think about, okay, this is what I can do. You keep yourself, you keep yourself better for that situation of you saving your friend. So when you come back, you will be able to pull your friend up. So when you want to save someone, you don't save that person from the ground. Mm-hmm. Like let's say, oh, you climb the, you are, you are a higher, you are an elevated, um, sub, sub, mm-hmm. subject, sub, something elevated. Mm-hmm. So you have to, you can bend down to drag that person up. So that is it. So if my friend, if I want to save my friend, if I want to save myself and my friend, I have to save myself first if I save my friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so she Alright, I picked number one. Yes. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you question, actually. Yeah. Is there a right way and a wrong way to dress as a Christian? Okay, I'll say yes, there's a right way and yes, there's a wrong way to dress as a Christian. Because um, as Christians, um, our lives should be regulated by the scriptures, by the word of God. You know, anything we do in our, in our words, in our actions, in our thoughts, everything should be done to the glory of God. And also, the Bible enjoys us as Christians that we should let our motivation be known to all men. So as a Christian, when you are dressing, you need to bear in mind that the sole purpose of dressing is to cover your nakedness. And when you are covering your nakedness, that's basically the right way to dress. The wrong way to dress is when you dress to kill. When you dress to pepper them. You know? <laughs> when you dress... You know, even the Bible, the Bible says when we look at somebody and we lost after them. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. So when you dress and your dressing causes others to, you know, to lost, to lost after you, then you are dressing in the wrong way. It's a very, very controversial topic, you know, and so many persons have their different views and, you know, different opinions. But I feel, as Christians, everything should be boiled out to the scripture. What, whatever the scripture says you should do, Let's do that. Whatever scripture says you should not do, let's take care of it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you know why this thing is actually controversial today? Because everybody comes up with this um word of, everybody comes up with this uh, trend of conviction. Yes, I'm convinced to wear this, I'm convinced yes. to wear that. Holy Spirit has not spoken to me about this. Yes. So it's, yes. it's true. Like, a lot of I'm good with the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit has not said this and yes. so I have a lot of friends that say, oh, it's about my conviction, it's about my this. So yeah. that conviction brings a bridge between, or a gap between mm-hmm. and dressing. And do you know that some people say, um, God looks at the heart and not yeah, the heart. Yeah, not that the heart. They can't say much They can't excuses. Yes, they twist the scriptures to suit. Yeah. You're right. Well, out, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth is scared. Even the body is just Yes. Wow. Number five. Okay. So the question says, if Jesus died for us on the cross, why did he resurrect again? Is that not the act of eating one's cake and having it back? Well, I don't think it's the act of eating one's cake and having it because Jesus had to resurrect for a reason. It was important. In fact, it's essential that he rises up again from the dead. 
so as to show that he has you know, gained the victory, he has overcome death. Yes. And for that, we also we have the hope that you know after we that we are going to meet Christ again. So that as of resurrection is not about it must be canavan. He had to do it so that we'll be able to gain the victory as well. Like that's what I think. Yeah, like a sacrifice, you know. So the power of death and hell has no more, you know, leverage against Christians. Yeah. True Christ's work. But you, you know, you are expecting to receive it from God because you prayed about it. And you know, when you have faith, 
that's when you know that God can actually do it. You don't just have doubts in your mind. You, you know that God is capable of it because through Him, all things are possible. So when you have that faith in your daily life, I exhibit it almost every time because you know, I'm going somewhere and I just, God, please, I need to get there. And suddenly there's a way, you know, I've existed faith like that without even knowing, but it's working for me. So I think faith should take a central role in our lives, you know, daily lives. We should always exhibit it because it's essential for Christians. But I mean, the key thing is also, I mean, faith without work is there. Yes, so true. You have to perform, you have to perform it. Yes. You, you, to perform you can't just faith. believe it. It's exactly. just like, you know, action without, you know, you looking at yourself yeah. in the mirror and walking away. Or walking away. Yeah. Yes, that's what the Bible said. That's true. You have to put in work so that your faith can be accomplished. I'm actually I'm actually I'm sure you're learning. Yes. Number four. Number four. Hey. Wow, this oh, yeah. question. <laughs> This person says, if there is not sin, God or judgment, what do you think you would have done excessively? This sounds personal. Yeah. I'm sure you've not done because there's God. So. Well, like open check. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Everything seen in this world right now, I've been doing it back to back. True. <laughs> Honestly, because there's no God, there's no sin, there's no judgment. So mm-hmm. I can do whatever pleases me. Yeah. I can slap someone, I can steal, I can rob you, but I can lie, I can kill. All those people to get to, I'll just pick your life, that's it. So if there's nothing that I would have seen, that's it, I would have seen. I would have seen. But there's no law. And do you know, do you know that even in the world you live in today, some persons live their life as though we don't have God, we don't have to answer to They live like when you die, that's the end. That's the end. You have nowhere, you don't have anyone to answer to. Exactly. Of course, we have. We have a duty. We have a duty. We have someone we are looking up to. <laughs> so, where there's no law, there's no law. There's no law. There's no law. There's no law. There's and of course, it has been an insightful and knowledgeable experience with you guys, Shei, Shalom, yeah, and Quality. So, <laughs> so I'm sure the life experience and opinions of our guests has, you know, plays your will of decision in a momentum towards the balance, which most times is not perfectly achieved. After all, we are humans, you know, to lose balance is human and to regain balance mm-hmm. is divine. Mm-hmm. So seek evil is divine today in your daily conquest of balance. And that's God. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure you've learned one or two things from this topic. And finally, guys, our guests will be giving us their parting shots. Yes. Okay. So shalom. Alright. Um as we've said before, balance cannot be equally achieved, you know. It's not something that is so easy to achieve. But with God on our side, it's possible. And you know, where the Bible says where your treasure is, your heart to be also. So where we know that we're placing our priorities, that's where our heart to be and we'll be inclined to, you know, follow our goals to the end. So putting God first in all we do is going to help us to achieve this balance. Thank you. Wow. Yeah, so um Sharon said something the other time that caught my attention. She said and to lose balance is human mm. and to regain balance is divine. So, um, you know, on our journey through life as young Christians, we need to 
um, learn how to say no. It's very, very important to know. Um, learning how to say no makes you um, focus more on your priority. There are so many things you should not give yourself to. And the only way you can achieve this is by saying no. So many destinies have been destroyed, so many lives have been wasted because you failed to say no. So whenever you are faced with those things that are opposing, that are different from your view, that are different from your beliefs, that are different from what the Lord is leading you to do, always learn to say no. Peace out. Okay, for me, I'll keep it short. So, like I said, I started with prayer. Prayer is very important. I, prayer is a way I charge myself. You have a place you pray. Blast in tongues if you want to blast in tongues. It's very important for you because when you pray, you are you are you are telling God that this is what you need and God can make everything balanced for you. And it's okay for you to fall out of balance. I mean it's life. Life can knock you here, knock you there. But the thing is that you have to pick yourself up at the end of the day. So don't let your mistakes or the things you have done define you, but let it refine you. Mm. That's good. Mm. Mm. So Wisdom. <laughs> So, you've heard them, and I'm sure you've learned, you've already taken those big, big bombs, and I'm sure you explode them in your hand and take actions. Yeah. Yeah. All thanks to the Almighty God for this session. session. <laughs> and a very big shout out to our sponsor, Dari Barnabas Production, your Ooh. best guru. Ooh. In mixing, mastering, and event production. Feel free to contact them on Instagram at Daribanabas. You have the event coming up. Contact Daribanabas. And finally, a very big good of thanks to my amazing guest. In fact, see, I'm just smiling like. <laughs> yes, like I'm so excited. Like this joy, I pray it's possible Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I don't want to go there. <laughs> Uh, and to my amazing members of In Christ Shield, you guys are amazing, trust me. Thank you for your support every time. And to join this big family, follow us on Instagram at in underscore Christ Shield. And finally, I would like to forget my viewers. You guys are too much. Uh -huh. A massive <laughs> shout out to you guys. <laughs> Thank you out. so, so much to my fans and viewers. Yeah. And family members, so everyone was the supportive on this program. If I continue doing shout out, will I finish today? So, finally, I'll be unveiling. I know, yes. drum beat. So, I'll be unveiling my studio name, and it is Shafe. Boss Grab. Shafe, wow. So, that's Sharon and Perry, right? Sharon and Perry. Yes, no, it's Shafi. 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 Once again, it has been a success. Yes, a very good success. My name is Online Kashan Ubuakirman, aka Shafi. Yes. God bless our mind. We are sorry, fresh our spirits. See you in the next edition. <laughs>